0: Recovery Greenhouse is a podcast dedicated to the growth of ideas, concepts, and outlooks that support recovery and recovering communities. I'm Gerald Lott, your host, and a person in long-term recovery. I'm also founder and executive director of Salt Valley Voices of Recovery, a recovery community organization serving Northwest Illinois. I'm a certified recovery support specialist, entrepreneur, and a father. And after a long list of careers, i found my calling in helping others find recovery. I work with many, many people every day, several addiction-related advisory boards, and my core belief is that people must make an effort to change their lives for recovery. There's a saying, no pain, no gain, and it's exactly correct. A person can't experience significant life changes without enduring, accepting, and often welcoming discomfort into their life. It's not the change that hurts, it's our resistance to it. Today my guest is Robert DeLude. He is the host of a podcast about recovery and mental health issues called None of My Business. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, uh, all the directories, it's everywhere. He's done probably a hundred episodes and I think uh, his style of conversational interviewing is very similar to mine. Um, I had not met him before. I found him and I reached out and he agreed to uh, have a conversation with me just about recovery in general and see where it goes. And and to tell you the truth, I I really, really enjoyed uh, meeting him, talking to him, and and I'm hoping that um, a friendship has begun. Friendship with another person in long-term recovery. So uh, here's our our, our, uh, interview or conversation. I hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody. It's uh, it's it's two days after Thanksgiving. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in Dixon, Illinois. My my guest, Robert Dulude, is in Montana, hoping it's a beautiful, gorgeous day there. Um. You know, I've listened to your your podcast, and and I and I, I've heard you talk to some really amazing people about a, quite a few issues and the one I guess I want to just kind of do a couple minutes with you on real quick is tied to that whole Thanksgiving, like, um, you know, how at the right around the holidays, right around now is when you go to meetings, and the guy with 30 days is saying, I don't know if I want to go to my family uh, Thanksgiving dinner, right, you know, because mom looks at me crazy, or I always get into it with my brother, and and I'm afraid I'll drink, you know, and I'm always like, well, just don't go, right?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So um, with me on that, like, do I think it's good like to in early recovery to go around your family and show them that, like, hey, I'm not being a POS anymore? And you're trying, yeah, yeah, I do, but also um, in sobriety in, in my life, I get to choose on who I Spend my time with, and who gets my time? Um, we only get X amount of minutes in the day. I'm never gonna get that back. So, if you know my family is toxic, um, th- or just drama, and or I don't want to be around them, then I don't have to. Uh, I'm a full believer in you know family is not blood, like it can be. Um, but family is the people who are there for you and you need it, um, who will right. call you out on your BS. Uh, I have very few friends, thousands of acquaintances and, you know, my best friends I call family. So, mm-hmm. uh, if I am going to go to a situation where my peace is going to be harmed, then I go try and be a service and, you know, I'm there, I stop mm-hmm. in and then I'm out. Uh, just because I'm sober now doesn't mean I have to go to Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner.
0: Right. Right. You know, that that's, that's like, you know, you hear it about weddings, you hear it about all these different things and it, it's like, you know, nobody's breaking your arm if you don't go to Thanksgiving dinner, you know, grandma's not coming around and, you know, roughing you up. it, it, it it's, you want to go mm-hmm. and you're, you know, I don't know but anyway that was just it's it's like for the last couple weeks you know I do a bunch of interviews and we do some radio work and all that and that's been kind of my thing I've been talking about for the last couple weeks is like feel free to you know choose to go to a meeting most a lot of groups I want to say most but a lot of groups have like some kind of holiday potluck or Mm -hmm. you know um you know, people that'll get together and say, you know, we're going to do our own kind of little thing, you know, as as a recovery family. And I've always found those to be super, super enjoyable, you know?
1: Yeah. uh, In the town that I live in, we have uh, like this thing called attitude of gratitude. Uh, It's like a roundup, but just like one day um, meetings, speakers, workshops, stuff like that. We always have that like right before Thanksgiving. It's been going on for like 67 years here. And then we do like 24 hour meetings all the time. And then our club down here, they always have Thanksgiving going on. And so there's like stuff like that. Like, and I'm in a town where it's not a 24 hour town. Like close at 10. So there are options. If you are in a bigger city, sure there's more options
0: and covid's made the world like super tiny man like this interview we're doing on on zoom i mean mm-hmm. you, can, you can get into a meeting in pakistan if you really want to you know
1: yeah yeah hundred percent um there was a guy that uh, uh one of the 12 steps groups that i used to go to in a different town he would zoom in from france he would stay up to like two in the morning or whatever and just zoom in
0: right right. i think that's cool man. i think that's cool so so i'm sorry to like take us in that weird direction tell us about your podcast who is who is rob who's rob robert i'm sorry but who is Rob? <laughs> now
1: you're good yeah so i'm robert um i like to be you know i think I, that i'm a super connector i like to go into deep dive conversations and build relationship capital with people so um i think you know it, like, I'm a high school dropout. Uh, I dropped out when, you know, basically the last grade that I completed was fourth grade. And through my success, it's just been the people that I know. It's not what I know, it's who I know. And I always thought that was BS until I look, you know, in my phone, I'm like, well, I have this number, this number, this number, the people that I've connected with, the places that i am gone. Uh, but how I got there, you know, back in 2013, I uh, was sober for, well, I, got, I went to treatment. Uh, I thought, you know, if I just get off the heroin, then I'll be okay. And then uh, in treatment, a uh, kid said, well, every time I drink, I use heroin. And I'm like, holy shit, that's me. So that, that comment right there changed my life. So I ended up being sober for like three years. Uh, ended up having three surgeries on my testicles. Got addicted to painkillers again. Uh, you know, was doing well for a while. And then, you know, I, I met the one in the rooms. And uh, you know, we were together for a while. Um, uh, I got back into using heroin and then we decided to move down to Las Vegas because that seems like the same thing to do. Like, yeah, if we're right, like right. we're trying to get like we were relapsing, we're trying to get clean. Well, you know what? Let's go live with your escort friend down in Vegas. Um uh, <laughs> that seems like the same thing to do like so we get down there and like the first day that we get down there uh you know we go get a bag and do what we do and a couple months go by and we're not paying rent and you know when you don't pay rent you get evicted and then we're living out of my car and uh you know my my girlfriend or my fiance at the time she was very abusive uh very mentally and physically abusive and she cheated a lot so when she would go leave me for another guy um i would you know walk down to the mcdonald's and the wi-fi there and i would have a i would be the homeless guy in mcdonald's drinking free water and using the free wi-fi and i'd be listening to a podcast the school greatness podcast like listening to that podcast like didn't want me to kill myself. Like I was very like suicidal emotionally and whatever. So when I came back up to Montana, uh, my fiance got arrested. I thought it was my fault. So I was trying to bail her out of jail and I couldn't get her out of jail. They're like, no, like she is a flight risk. Like she runs all the time. Like, no, nobody's going to bail her out. So I took that bond money and I went and got as much meth and heroin as I could. I'm like, all right, well, if I can't get her out, it's my fault. I'm gonna kill myself. Um, end up overdosing in my parents' basement. My dad found me, uh, called the ambulance, and I woke up in the ICU. You know, four days later. Um, mm-hmm. So when I woke up, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I need to do something different with my life. Like, I need to get back in recovery. Um, you know, I. When I was like 13, my first sponsor got me into podcast, and I came across Gary V, and like. Gary V and like Jane, uh, James Sweezy, and like Lewis Howes. I'm like, well, maybe I can do something like that. So I just started recording people in my hometown and then building relationship capital. I would, you know, have been able to connect to other people and build a lifestyle that I desire. Um, my podcast is mainly a recovery podcast, but I like to interview entrepreneurs or business people or really anyone, uh, and talk about their personal struggles. Because it doesn't matter who we are. We all go through struggles, and I want to help you overcome them. Um, I know, you know. I know. Like, so, yeah, that's uh, probably a little bit longer than I need to go on, but
0: that's who <laughs> I am. No, I, 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 I thank you for, for talking about it and, and being so open. And, you know, you and I had a conversation yesterday, and, I, and it was really – you know it's it's interesting when a couple guys that are kind of kindred spirits get get together because yeah you know where it, where it goes is always interesting to me and 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 I feel that a lot of what you talked about today and and in that other previous conversation resonates with me um I'll tell you man I I got a Las Vegas story that's just the opposite right
2: mm-hmm.
0: um I went to a fraternity convention down in Vegas in 2019 mm-hmm. um at the Westgate right huge mm-hmm. hotel right 10,000 black guys took over the hotel right and on this one day they gave us our blue fraternity jacket so the whole place is like light blue right yeah all right um and so there's 10 let's say banquet halls and there, nine of them were us, and then there was this one other organization having their event. And I walked by it, and I remember telling a buddy of mine, "I was like, man, I'd hate to be that little convention in the middle of our big convention." Well, it turns out that was uh, that was a Recovery Community Organization. Um, I forgot what they call it, Mobilized Recovery. Oh, right? really? Yeah. And so, you know, like, you know, you just walk by and I saw the word recovery. And uh, so I just kind of, you know, stored it in the banks. Right. So later that night, I'm in my hotel room and I'm just bored and I sworn off slot machines. Right. I'm an addict. I know what slot machines do to me, but I'm going to the slot machines. Right. And I open (laughs) my door and I go to the slot to go to the slot machines and the lady across the hall opens her door at the same time and we walk down this long hall real awkward together and um get to the elevator and the elevators were jacked up because there were so many people in the (laughs) hotel so we're just standing there for like too long right yeah and finally i i I looked down and she had on a recovery shirt and i'm like you know you're not supposed to look at women's chests, first of all but so I'm like, you know, hey, what's with the recovery shirt, right? And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm in recovery, I think, and you know, from alcohol and drug abuse, right? She's like, yeah. And I, and I said, yeah, I'm in it. She's like, oh, we're a recovery community organization group. We're meeting downstairs. And I was like, oh, wow, well, you know, what is a recovery community organization? And she told me, I'm like, I'm doing that at home, right? And she's like, well, are you getting paid for it? I'm like, No. And turned out she was the executive director of the recovery community organization that serves San Francisco. Really? Yeah. And so we end up sitting there talking for like two hours. Her name is Faye Zinoff, And we have become super great friends. She's become like a mentor to me. Um, I actually executive produced her podcast. She's traveled out here to our little town to speak. Just amazing woman. But yeah, she, she helped me put my whole thing together. And, um, it all started right there in Vegas. And then about a year later, I got an opportunity to go full time. And so I went back to Vegas and I met with, uh, the guys that started foundation for recovery. I was like, okay, like show me what we're doing. Right. And they showed me and they were super awesome, but they also sent me around to Vegas. And I went to a bunch of meetings out there and and I could not believe the strength of the 12-step programs out in Vegas. It was, there were just hundreds of meetings every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that one place called the Meeting Spaces or something. Do you know about that place? It's like yeah, I, eight, eight different rooms in this little strip mall that are all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm my sp- uh, two-year coin there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I went to a speaker meeting there and. Blew me out the water. I mean, they've got some good, rec- they got some good drinking and drugging in Vegas, but they got some good recovery too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's cool. That's way cool. Like, you're yeah. going to go, like, you know, your higher power, whatever you call it, like, definitely intervened. Right.
0: Right. Right. You yeah.
1: know, you're God speaks go.
0: through people and coincidence.
1: Yeah. Like, you open up the door, the awkward conversation, the elevator jacks up. Like, that's not a coincidence. Right. Like, that's that's right. pretty cool, man. That's cool. And then, that's awesome. That's that's really cool. I like that. You know, uh, I, one time when my, you know, I was by myself in Vegas, I was like, I need to go to a meeting. I, I need to go to a meeting. I looked at a meeting. One was like in Koreatown. And I go, and I'm like, I'm high as fuck and paranoid. (laughs) Right? And I'm like, I I don't know if I can go in. I don't know if I can go in. And uh, there was this car that, you know, my buddy car. It was my buddy's car, but it looked like my buddy's car in Montana. Mm -hmm. uh, With the, you know, same license plate uh, from my hometown. And I was like, no, that can't be him. like, I can't um and like that freaked me out even more so I left I didn't go inside the meeting but when I ended up getting back home I'm like were you in Vegas he's like yeah I'm like do you ever go to Cree Town he's like yeah every Thursday night a group of us go down there to this meeting and I'm like shit like but anyways uh (laughs) getting off topic uh, it's
0: that's it, it, it the topic is you so man whatever you want to talk about the topic is you but uh, you know I, I did listen to your 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 show and if you haven't figured it out I'm pretty shallow so you know I like how you put the pictures of people that you're talking to and so I'm scrolling down and there's like the very serious gentleman and I read a little bit he's like self-improvement how you can take care nope and yeah and then I get to like this bombshell woman. And I'm like, oh hey, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and I read the 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 title, you know, the the description is like, talk to this really beautiful woman. She has nothing at all to talk about. I'm like, that's my one, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But no, I'm kidding. I, I listened to a couple of them, and and um, I was I, there was one that really interested me. I told you I was going to bring this up yesterday. And that is this one woman was like talking. She's like, yeah, I've been sober for three years and blah, 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 blah. So what do you think about weed? And, and yeah. I really was impressed by like your, your feedback on, on how you took that and where you went with that. Because I think I agree. So can you tell us where did you, what was your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like I was saying the other day, um, you know, medical marijuana and like anything anything in general, like I'm not a doctor. Um, yes, there are doctors in 12 step rooms and there are doctors outside, but I'm not a doctor. Uh, I grew up in a medical marijuana house. My mom has MS. Um, I learned how to grow weed when I was 14 years old. So the culture that I grew up in, uh, I looked at marijuana as a medicine, not a drug. Um, so with that, um, you know, do some people take antidepressants in recovery? Yeah. Do Some people smoke weed. Yes. Do some people take other meds? Yes. Uh, I think, you know, if you're going to smoke weed in recovery and you have a drug and alcohol problem and you know, what's the reason that you're going to smoke weed? What's the reason you're going to use marijuana? Are you doing it to escape or are you doing it because you're in pain or your PTSD or whatever it may be, and you're using it responsibly. Um, you know, if you're taking dabs every 20 minutes, and if you don't have a dab, you're going to blow your head off. Like It you might be probably, a problem. Yeah, yeah. It might be a but, problem. You know, if you're, you know, maybe having one, you know, small edible a day or whatever it is um, to help you manage your pain, your PTSD, whatever brain pain or physical pain that you have, then I then I think it's okay. Uh, at the end the, at the end of the day, it's not me who can judge your sobriety either way. Uh, do I think maybe it's a slippery slope for people? Yeah, yeah, I do. But if you're gonna smoke weed, um instead of taking x, y, and z from the pharmacy, I think that's a healthy, safe alternative as long as you're doing it for that reason and not to escape.
0: So so where you're, where you're hitting is, you know, in our 12-step uh, world, you know, the first rule of Fight Club, so to speak, other than don't talk about Fight Club, is that we have to be honest. And you hear people saying, the, you know, oh, this is a rigorously honest program and all that. And I was a car salesman for a lot of years while I was in recovery,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? So every car was the best car on the lot, and you're always getting a good deal right yeah yeah. and you know according to that theory of oh you got to be rigorously honest in all your affairs i should never have gotten sober right yeah but the truth is what we're saying is you have to be rigorously honest with self
1: yeah 100 percent. i
0: have to be honest i can lie to you all i want right i can tell you you know oh i love how you look in that outfit right (laughs) yeah (laughs) right but if i'm lying to myself if i'm saying to myself oh i'm doing this weed to deal with mental anguish when the truth is i'm doing it as a party drug Mm -hmm. i'm in deep stuff yeah personally i don't use i i I, i've sworn off all mind and mood altering you know unless prescribed by a doctor like you said so i don't i don't do any and i'm having some issues you know we own sober houses and uh you know guys are coming with the 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 same argument my sixteen year old son gave me a few years back is you know well it's legal well you know bullets are legal but I don't see anybody smoking them
1: you yeah know. like yeah. alcohol's legal
0: right right so yeah I don't know it's 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 the world's a changing right
1: yeah yeah it's you know the in a meeting am I gonna say I smoke weed. No, I'm not going to, uh, do I smoke weed? I yes. And no, like I've had, uh, I got two slip disc. I got bad rotator cuffs. I've had surgery. Uh, and when it's negative 20 Montana and I can't sleep, I'll use like very high CBD, uh, and low THC or just CBD, um, to help me go to sleep. And I like, very very like little amount um and that's just me that's me that's my story that's my experience um and do i still consider myself sober yeah yeah i do if i was shooting up uh whatever like
0: (laughs) well you know you said something that that's just you right Uh, again i was in the car business i use your mileage may vary but yeah you know the fact is everybody's story is their story and and as you said who am i to say what recovery is for you other than if you move into a sober house and you sign on that we're not going to do x y and z then you can't do x y and z. yeah
1: a hundred percent hundred percent this is
0: what it is right yeah you, yeah. you know you, you want to do it you can move out and you know i'm sure you know i'm sure there's some guy somewhere that that smoked a joint or a blunt or whatever they smoke these days and sat down and wrote the greatest piece of music ever. And that's great. And, 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 and I'm happy for, I bet there was a guy that did a line of cocaine and wrote a great novel. Mm -hmm. None of these, I have nothing against any of these drugs. I just know that I Gerald can't handle them.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I get that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a temperance society. man. I'm not trying to get the bar down on the corner of the block shut down. You know? Yeah. I know some people like that. I know some people in 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 the rooms that, uh, you know, ain't good for me. Ain't good for you.
1: Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. And like the the you know the saying marijuana is okay in recovery is a slippery slope. Like uh, you know because I don't want to say something that somebody's like oh. Someone sued so. Someone said so and so on a podcast that I can go smoke weed. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, is it medically prescribed from a doctor, and do you have a medical reason to do it? Wow. Yes. Um, am I saying go like in Montana? It's legal. Am I saying go down to the smoke shop without a prescription, and go fucking so high on dabs that you can't do anything? No, that's not what I'm saying. It's wow. not. Uh, Can we go back to
0: Vegas for a second? Yeah, what's up? Vegas was the first place that I saw truly legal recreational weed. Mm -hmm. And it blew, like the whole strip smelled like weed. And I went into a a mall and there was this like really attractive, you know, Hooters type girl standing behind this glass case with different buds in them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, come on over, look at these, you know, and she's showing them like their jewelry, like, pulling yeah. look, and it, blo- I I, I was blown, I was like calling my friends like, man, you're not gonna believe this. You know, I swear I saw people literally asking police officers for directions just so they could stand there and smoke a w- joint and talk to the cop while they're doing <laughs> it, you know, just, just as an behavior. But it blew me away i had never seen anything like that and i wonder how much of that was people just kind of going overboard because they're from out of town where they can't do that or is that where the world is going to end up once it's legal everywhere you know
1: um you know like montana was one of the first ones to do medical marijuana
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then we got into recreation um when it became legal here recreational like everyone is still like pretty low key about it yeah Uh, yeah it like there's not a big pot leaf on a building saying hey come buy weed here like they're discreet uh with like you know kind of names that like are if you're a stoner you know what it means but if you're not a stoner then you're just gonna think it's another retail shop right Um, right so i don't know it's vegas like (laughs) <laughs> it's Vegas.
0: I also saw a woman walking down the street with a big feather thing on her head, right? No clothes on. So, yeah, not, you, 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 everything's a little big in Vegas.
1: Yeah. You know, I, so I live in Lewis and Clark County. Vegas is Clark County. Uh, we have, I, my personal opinion, I feel like Helena has more casinos per capita than Vegas does. Uh, really? Like, yeah you like there's casino casino gas station casino uh wow. like it's ridiculous here um we only have a million people in the state uh total so per capita i feel like we do it's ridiculous right. um so you know weed's legal here like Mont helena has a really strong recovery place and a really strong drinking like the only thing that you can do here is go drink or go to a if you're gonna go on the boat you're probably drinking if you're gonna go to skill most likely you're drinking does everyone do that no uh, just like vegas does everyone do that no um so i think you know um and one thing i want to touch back up on like if you're in a 12-step meeting and you identify as an addict and you might be in a room of alcoholics anonymous don't be ashamed uh, if somebody says, hey, identify yourself as an alcoholic because you're an Alcoholics Anonymous. If you're new, say that you're an addict. Uh, you know, Dr. Bob used to shoot up drugs before he went and did surgery. Bill Wilson was doing acid to try and have a spiritual experience in recovery. Am I saying go do that? No, I'm not. But I think if you know want to know the literature and the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, then get into it um so i know i
0: think i would i think i would differ with you a little bit on that and and my 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 thinking is if i'm only in this meeting for a couple hours a week for a little while and i'm brand new i just need the meeting and exactly what and if what's going to get me there is is me saying i'm an alcoholic then whatever man i'm an alcoholic and at the next meeting i could be an addict the label doesn't matter to me because it's going to change. Right. Cause I don't see myself as either now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm a person in long-term recovery. So no, I don't,
1: yeah. man,
0: if if, if I got to go, my name is Gerald and I'm an artwork, whatever. Right. Just let's get the meeting going. Right.
1: Yeah. No, for a hundred percent, agree with you on that.
0: You know? And so it just, I've seen old timers try to put a guy out because he doesn't want to identify as an alcoholic. And I'm like, shame on you, man. You know, this guy may go back out into the world and die because you couldn't hear him say he was an addict.
1: No, I mean, that's that's what I was, that was my whole point. Yeah. Um, like if, you know, when I was 19 years old, I would only go to meetings yeah. with old timers with 20, 30 plus years. And I identified as an addict and they literally had meetings about the pamphlets and how I should have introduced myself as an alcoholic. And I'm like, I don't fucking care, guys. Like, I'm here for recovery. Right. Right. Like, and then eventually, like, um, learning the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, then, like, I started to identify as just an alcoholic. But uh, a lot of people, they're like, well, he didn't, you know, the old, crumpy old guy in the room so that I didn't belong. Right. And right. Like, he, he
0: tried to murder you. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, he tried to murder you.
1: Yeah. But if I'm in a NA meeting, then I, you know, for the newcomer's sake, I identify as an addict. If I'm in an AA meeting for the newcomer, I identify as an alcoholic, um, you know, and, but outside of the meetings, do I identify as an addict or alcoholic? No, I'm Robert. I'm a child of God. I'm perfect just the way I am. Do I have uh, flaws? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but I, I don't think being stuck in that that mindset of an alcoholic because that mindset you know words we are our words and we can speak into our affirmations um and the stigma around alcoholic and addict is negative and i don't want that like i'm gonna speak my truth and you know if somebody needs help yeah i will disclose that i'm an addict um you know i like we were talking about the other day uh when i used to go on dates with christian girls who never had a sip of alcohol i'd be like hi i'm robert and i shoot up heroin and sell my girlfriend and they would just look at me <laughs> like i'm fucking crazy and i'm like my sponsor told me to be honest right right like what the fuck nobody wants to be around me and i'm just being honest yeah oh. it's it, you know it's it's such a
0: tricky wired to walk that first like year of sobriety man trying to get back into the world and and i i don't envy people there a a bit you Mm -hmm. know do you go to a job interview and you say i'm an addict or do you not well if you don't you're not being honest but if you do you're telling them that you know you may have issues on the job it's just it's confusing Mm -hmm. and 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 um and considering that my mind is still cloudy anyway, it it and my disease is always looking for an excuse to go out and get mad, right? Mm-hmm. I I love being able as an addict or in my in my abusive mind. I, I heard a guy uh, Donald McDonald use the word. I had a chaotic relationship with drugs and alcohol, right? Um, in that. My mind is looking for me to go apply for a job, tell them I'm sober because that or that I'm in recovery because that's the honest thing. They'll not give me the job and then me to use that to go out and drink over it and say, fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: 100%. Um, you know, my mind playing tricks on
0: me, so to speak. Um, yeah, but, yeah. So, so you're you you've got the podcast, and you know, you kind of do what I do find cool people that you want to talk to and have the conversation with them. And there's a lot of recovery podcasts out there right now. This is your chance, man. What should they do? Like like idealistically, what do you think we need to do as podcasters to to make a difference?
1: Man, I would say just create just start don't stop creating content. Um you know, I, I stopped creating content on my podcast for a minute, uh, but I was working on other, like, I produced a few other podcasts, so I was doing that, and I started going to school, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just put that on the back burner, but what I failed to realize in the moment was, oh, shit, um, like, I'm just gonna throw out a number, episode 67, uh, so-and-so from chicago or wherever they messaged me and saying hey because of this episode i didn't kill myself um or hey because of this episode i didn't i didn't go drink today i went to a meeting instead or hey because of this episode i was able to manage you know my brother's drug addiction or whatever it is um getting those messages and knowing that like you're making a difference uh and maybe potentially some save somebody's life is like I think the most important part, uh, who get, you know, like downloads is nice. Uh, sponsorship is nice. Uh, that's cool. But if you, if you get a message saying, Hey, I, you know, I didn't do X, Y, and Z because of this, like, that's cool. When I started my podcast, um, I just want to inspire one person. That's all I want to do. That was all my intention. If I can just help one person, then that's it. And about three months going into it, uh, this girl from a different state, she messaged me and saying, "Hey, I came across your podcast from a guest that you had on, and like I didn't go drink today, and like now she like at the time she was like sixty days sober or something. I can't remember, but I'm like, holy crap! And then after that, they just like DMs and emails they just started coming in. So again, to like I would just say, don't stop making content. Man. and if you are going to make content, uh, be strategic on how you do it. Uh, this is just my personal experience and my opinion. Uh, you know, there, there's somebody out there who, you know, his way to quit drinking is to taper off. Uh, and that's fine. That's cool. That's what he's doing. That's his business model. I just don't agree with it. Uh, are you gonna uh, just you people are gonna do what they're gonna do with that information that you give or not. don't give, but just be cautious because you know, either way, your words can either save somebody's life or kill them, regardless on how they interpret it. Um, and I, you know, what I do in guests, um, I look for authentic people. Um, you know, before I have a guest on the show, um, uh, I check them out on social media. I see how they are. Are they consistent with their words? Are they congruent with their words, thoughts, and actions? Um, and then I, you know, the people that are commenting on their post the most, I like to reach out to the, you know, DM them. I'm like, Hey, is so-and-so actually like this? Like, do you know them personally? And they're like, yeah, okay, cool. Is this somebody who's going to represent my brand? Well, yes, they are. If not, um, or it's a maybe, then I record it and see where it goes. Uh, but I don't just because it's recorded and in my cloud doesn't mean that I have to post it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there. So there what are, I hear you
0: saying is like be responsible with the message you're giving out because you don't yeah. know who's listening.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: You know, you don't know.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's
0: big stuff. That's big stuff. Yeah. You know, there. Yeah, and I was in the music business for a lot of years, and one of the. Really, really big guys that I worked with for a while. Sat down with him one time, and I was, you know, this guy. Everything he wrote went platinum, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I had been writing music; it, it was garbage. And mm-hmm. you know, I put it on a record; it went styrofoam, right? Like one one copy sold. And, <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I'm talking to this guy, and I'm like, well, you know, what what's the difference? Why are you seeing your success and I'm not? And he said. You're writing music to try and get other people to like it. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm writing music I like, and then I'd go find people that like what I like." And yeah. so I tried. I've tried to keep that going, and and that's why you know the podcast that I do. You know, I'm not trying to live off it. You know, this isn't about making a whole bunch of money because I could do a whole lot of other things to make quicker money. Yeah, it, it's 100%. about it's about recording conversations that are interesting to me. And hanging on to them and allowing other people to see them. If anybody else gets into it and it helps them, then that's a wonderful thing. But it's really, you know, I want to talk to people I want to talk to about recovery because it's, it's the number one thing in my life. Eh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, 100%. You know, the, the cool thing about podcasting is um, just because you're a podcaster, it gives you access to people that you never thought that you could. Uh, you know, oh, so and so, you want I you want, like I'll be on your podcast, yeah. Um, you know, I moved to a different city uh, two weeks before the shutdown of COVID, mm-hmm. and moved there. Um, moved there for a job, and you know, I, I kind of went to like, I went to like one or two meetings in between moving and a new job and getting settled in before the shutdown happened. Um so we were locked up and then I was working I didn't really know anyone didn't know where the meetings were uh didn't know that they were doing Zoom meetings uh for a while and then I learned about that and <clears throat> uh me and my sponsor would do Zoom meetings cuz I still had a sponsor in my hometown and then you know one night I call him like hey are we going to meet in the morning and he like sounded drunk and high and Uh, I'm like, well, maybe he's just tired.
2: Right, right.
1: And then he never met on the Zoom meeting. And then stopped returning my texts and calls. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that's what we do. We go out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't know anyone. And at that time, I interviewed Michelle, the one who smokes weed. And I was like, man, I need a sponsor. Like, I'm in a town that I don't know anyone. I don't know where the meetings are like if i went and drank right now nobody would fucking know right so i you know i was like hey like you want to sponsor me and yeah and then like i every year ever since then i fly down to Vegas, i get my coin from her we do zoom sponsorship um like it it works um would I have found another sponsor if it wasn't for the podcast? Maybe, probably. Um, right. But in the middle of a pandemic in a new city where I didn't know anyone and didn't know where the meetings were, like
0: hey, you won the lottery, city. bro.
1: Yeah, exactly. Man,
0: you won the lottery. That's awesome, and you know, <laughs> it's funny how Vegas keeps saving us, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, it, it's a. Uh, It's interesting. It's interesting. And it, it, like I said, we have a lot in common. So I'm going to, I'm going to close this one up, man. And, and and I really appreciate you talking to me and I hope that we get to talk more and get to know each other more and, and, uh, and yeah, continue absolutely. the vibe, man. You seem like a really cool dude. So yeah, same I appreciate, man. appreciate you
1: meeting me. So. Yeah, man, thank you. I'm glad I'm honored.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to close it up. Um, and, uh, You know, let everybody know that if you need help, uh, if you need to speak to somebody, you know, first reach out to all your local resources. But if you can't, then uh, feel free to email me, text me, DM me. Uh, Apparently, you can do the same thing for Robert DeLude. Uh, But there's always help out there. So so don't give up. Um, This podcast is a uh, product of Salt Valley Voices of Recovery. And NRG Media, which is our local radio stations out of uh, Dixon, Illinois, and uh, the music is by Sliding Music. So, everybody enjoy the rest of your holiday season. So, as I said, that was my uh, interview with Robert Delude of None of My Business podcast. Uh, Find it wherever you find your uh, podcast, wherever you found this one. Um, Please give him a listen, check out some of his guests, again, not only on recovery, but he talks about self-actualization and many other topics as well. Um, And and more importantly, I hope you enjoyed uh, hearing about recovery from people that you can relate to and you recognize that there's help out there. So if you need help, don't let pride or... uh, fear keep you from asking for help Uh, if you can't find it locally then feel free to reach out to to Sauk Valley Voices of Recovery Um, but whatever you do know that there's somebody out there that's willing to help you don't have to go through it alone so on behalf of Sauk Valley Voices of Recovery NRG Media we'd like to say uh, happy holidays we'll see you soon Our music is uh, created by Slang Music Group out of Chicago. Check them out. Thanks, everybody. Have a great holiday.